the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 9th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. Indiana's Governor Eric Holcomb has laid out his top priorities for his last year in office. During the Republican governor's eighth year leading the state, his biggest push is to expand educational opportunities. Specifically, he hopes to raise awareness of existing resources and ease access to early childhood learning. Holcomb will need lawmakers' help to accomplish some of his ideas. He hopes to improve salaries for early childhood educators, lower the minimum caregiver age for infants and toddlers from 21 to 18 years old, and his 2024 vision focuses on improving reading proficiency and literacy. So more people can participate in the workforce, and that means more access to programs like On My Way Pre-K and making sure that we're kindergarten ready and the Imagination Library. Holcomb vows to spend whatever it takes to help children master reading, which he says will widen their prospects and opportunities when they become adults and enter the workforce. I'm Joe Allery reporting. Meantime, the Republican Party of Florida ousted its chairman on Monday, more than a month after police in Sarasota confirmed he was under criminal investigation for sexual assault. That from the New York Times. The Times reports in mid-December, the state's party executive committee censured Christian Ziegler and stripped him of his duties and annual salary of $120,000. That after Governor DeSantis, Senator Rick Scott, and some county-level Republican chairs urged him to go. Meantime, within hours before the start of the Florida legislative session, newly filed bills are set to test the limits on hot-button topics such as abortion and free speech. Florida's new 15-week abortion ban has yet to be implemented due to litigation, but Republican State Representative David Barrero of Sweetwater has filed HB 1519, which prohibits any person or entity from purposely performing or attempting to perform an abortion. Democratic State Representative Anna Escamani of Orlando took to social media to express her outrage, calling the move cruel for the sake of being cruel. It is a total abortion ban that eliminates what were already narrow exceptions for rape and incest. I'm Tramel Gomes. The bill would also remove bedrock journalistic privileges, particularly the right to keep sources anonymous. Under the measure, statements from anonymous sources would be considered presumptively false, making journalists vulnerable to lawsuits. This is Public News Service. Next to Minnesota, where officials have announced what they call one of the largest wage theft lawsuits in state history. The case involves a dairy operator northwest of the Twin Cities. On Monday, Attorney General Keith Ellison detailed the civil suit against Evergreen Acres Dairy in Stearns County. His office estimates that Evergreen owes its employees at least $3 million in unpaid wages. The state says most of those affected are migrant workers who are also subject to substandard living conditions and on-site housing. Ellison says these workers showed a lot of bravery in sharing their experiences. You know, this is an employer who's not only paying their wages, but also their landlord. 
all at the same time. So they were concerned. The suit accuses Evergreen of exploiting vulnerable individuals who are forced to work demanding 12-hour shifts at least six days a week. In addition to seeking restitution, Ellison's office is pursuing civil penalties and for the company to end the practices it's accused of. Management officials with Evergreen Acres did not respond to a request for comment. I'm Mike Moen. And nationwide cases of COVID, influenza, and RSV are on the rise, but health experts say Ohio lags when it comes to the number of residents vaccinated for protection against respiratory viruses. Ohio Department of Health Director Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff says around 1.1 million Ohioans have received the updated COVID vaccine that became available last year and doesn't require any boosters. That's a tiny percentage of the state's population. He hopes seniors and other vulnerable populations take time in the new year to stay healthy by getting vaccinated. Case numbers are rising, and we know that as they do, we will see more hospitalizations and severe illness. Many Ohioans have taken the opportunity to get vaccinated, but many more haven't. According to the CDC, the number of hospitalizations for COVID nationwide jumped by 20 percent after the holidays. And emergency rooms also saw an increase in the number of people with severe flu cases. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. Finally, from our Denver Van Fleet, an Omaha Maya organization received one of five $15,000 grants from the nonprofit Green Latinos. Comunidad Maya Pishan Isim, or CMPI, is an Omaha based nonprofit supporting Maya and other indigenous communities in Nebraska. Lola Marina Juan Tomas is interim executive director of CMPI. She says there are approximately 10,000 Maya in Nebraska. She says the grant will support the Maya Regeneration Project. CMPI also helps Maya entrepreneurs. CMPI is honored to represent the Maya community in Nebraska and throughout the headland as a lead organization for that. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member listener supported. You can hear us on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.